Welcome to Project Life with Mike Watts. This is Mike Watts. On this podcast, I'll be sharing the ups and downs of running a business, how to manage a great team of folks who are helping us grow that business, how to thrive as a husband and just be a better one for that matter, how to function with an 18-month-old running around driving sometimes you crazy, how to thrive as a man in this world when frankly we are lacking great role models at this moment in time. And I'm documenting all of this in a journey trying to find my place in the world. So if you're looking to grow your business, obtain financial freedom, figure out parenthood, up-level your life, be a better person, or frankly, how to be a badass, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to uh, Project Life. Today is the more interesting day, at least we'll think, versus yesterday. <laughs> What's up, lifers? Hashtag uh, lifers, remember? We're testing it out. Let me know what you guys think. Uh, send me a message on Instagram at Mike J. Watts if you're interested in that. Also, I'm curious about what you thought about the... Uh, do you like the part series that I'm doing regarding like the money series, and then I did something on the network marketing industry... Like, do you like the series like that? I know um, Haley, who's putting all these together for me, she's like loved it, raved about it when I talked to her about the whole thing. She's like, I love these series. It really keeps it going. She's like this. So I have an interview with uh, one of my buddies who I knew from Charlotte. I interviewed him a while ago when we were in Boston together. That's going to come out as well. I think I, I might have already mentioned that, but... Um, we're going to break that into multiple multiple parts because it's it was almost like an hour and a half, hour, 45-minute interview. And plus there's a lot of censoring that has to go on at the end of it. He was, I would say, let's say dropping F-bombs like crazy. And I was like, dude, out of control. Like we got to – I was like one here and there is fine, but like not 20 in a five-minute period of time. Uh, so we have to just kind of clean that up a little bit, but it's really good. We talked about the story of him becoming a new entrepreneur and starting a business. And then he had testicular cancer when we were 23, like I think 23 and what that was like to go through and the recovery and what that's been like now. So that's, uh, going to be coming out. That's probably like a five or six parter as well that I'll, we'll drop that soon. Um, once you get more squared away on the move then I can kind of focus a little bit more on work the uh yeah we'll kind of put start putting that stuff together but regarding the house situation so this has been interesting it's a really interesting way i just want to kind of walk you through our process as we've been going through the building of this house um because we are building like a custom home and that's we've we've working with a builder that is definitely a higher-end builder so think of something like it's like buying a a Toyota versus buying a Chevy or buying a Lamborghini versus buying a Toyota, right? So you're talking a much higher quality vehicle of a car. And we knew going into it that this builder that we wanted to build the house is that. It's a much higher quality builder. Um, he's going to be – because and what I found out is that he just pays his people more, which they do a higher quality, but then he also pays his, – his labor is more expensive, which is what drives the cost of his projects up. Because they do all, everything basically custom and in-house, which is cool. And I really like that idea. And that's what I w would like in my home. Um, I didn't want to – I never really enjoyed the cookie-cutter mentality of, like, you slap a neighborhood up and you buy a home that's inside the neighborhood that looks like your neighbor's. That, to me, just didn't work for me. I, I didn't want to build something like that. And really, when you live in New England, um, there's very little of that. I think more of it's starting to go that direction because it's – you can – we're, we're, we're having a housing issue here in Maine 
there's a lot of people that live here and there's not much like apartment complexes, let's say, or other affordable housing. So with what we started looking for, we met, we found the builder and that's who we started working with. And then we found the woman to design it. So we actually had somebody design it because he doesn't need, we're not making a super complex house that's that's like 5,000, 6,000 square feet with lots of curves and structural engineering has to go into it and all this stuff. It's more of a rectangular home, pretty standard. Um, it is open concept, open floor plan downstairs, so we just have to make sure the support's there. So we actually found a woman who does commercial architecture during the day, and then that's her day job. And then at night, she does some personal stuff on the side. So that's what she's been helping us with with designing our home. And then she's got an engineering drawings, the first mock-up and go-around. Um, what was interesting is that we ended up when we finally we kind of went all in on this first model, like everything we wanted, we put into one house. It ended up being like thirty five hundred square feet, uh, and then the pricing came back and ended up being really two hundred thousand dollars over what we actually were looking to spend when we went into it. And Kate and I were like, "Whoa, baby!" So we have to do some drastic shifts here. We have to make some changes, um, which is fine, you know. And then we went back to the drawing board. So we cut. A thousand square feet out of it, and the, we met with the guy yesterday. The pricing, so it ended up dropping like forty grand, forty fifty thousand less than what the initial price was, which is great. Um, but we still need to work it downwards. Like we still need to cut some stuff down, basically, because we don't like. There's just like what sacrifices, as my buddy said during this building process. Um, because number one thing is like I'm not worried about necessarily making the mortgage payment. That's not what I'm worried about. But it's like how much of a mortgage payment do we actually actually want? That is the question that we're asking ourselves. Because as you rent, and I've I've owned a home before in North Carolina for three years, two and a half, three years, and then Kate's owned an apartment in New York. But a condo in New York is much different than actually having a house. House is far more work than anything else, right? So, and it's more upkeep and the bigger you get, the more upkeep it requires, the more people that you need to put in it. Now there's so many computer systems that will go in your house to to run all sorts of different things that it becomes far more complicated. Like we're, we're really in it about, you know, what type of roofing situation do you want solar panels on that situation? If you have solar panels, do you have battery hookup? If you want battery hookup, what happens if the power goes down? And then you talk about these HRV systems, which is the cleaning system for the air. So it's bringing air in and constantly moving air out all the time. And you got to have that engineered correctly, which is another computer system. And then you have individual fans that run on this. It's like super complicated and complex. And I'm like, if you used to be able to change your own oil in your car, right? That used to be able to do your own maintenance. Like when my dad was my age, they just did their own maintenance on their car. Now, because the car is basically a computer, you don't really do any of your own work on your car anymore. It's got to go to somebody because it gets so complicated. Then you get so many lights that shine up and then all this stuff, right? So it's like, how does that apply to building a house? Like we wanted to keep it super simple. Um, I don't want too many engineered systems like computer systems because then I have to call a maintenance guy to come fix this thing and this thing. And you know, like a lot of that stuff, you should be able to just take care of yourself. Like if the siding comes off outside of your house, well, in the first year, for sure, the builder has coverage, so you call the builder. But, like, if a piece of siding falls off, you just throw a nail up and you hang it back up correctly, right? Like, a lot of that stuff. Roofing shingle comes up. I get a ladder. I climb up there. I install a new roofing shingle, make sure it's all, you know, whatever. That's I don't plan on that happening in a brand-new home. But, like, these are the type of things to fix. But if we make it so complicated, then 
we have to like call the repair department just to fix the freaking shingle, right? When it gets more complicated. So I know houses are moving in that direction with solar panels, shingles, all that stuff, but they're not around yet. So in solar, solar in Maine, as much as I would love to be off the grid, it's not cost effective right now for where we live in the city. Like it's just, it's not cost effective. Like it would be an extra $20,000 and the return on investment on that could take like 20 years to, to at this moment because solar hasn't come down in price. There's not that many incentives in Maine. It's more expensive than other like California, Arizona type things. So we're, we're like, we're like Donald Trump is to the United States as our governor is to Maine. Put it that way. Super old fashioned. Like, why would we modernize anything? You know, racist, super racist dude. So that's what we're dealing with here in Maine. Okay, so now we're thinking about like when it comes to this house and how do you manage the pricing of all of this? Like, and I don't necessarily like, I really like our builder, so I don't want to go search for another builder, which is always an option. You could always get multiple quotes and you go for the quote and you can build it from there. But we just like who we're working with and we'd like to work with him and just make it work for us. Now, it's a little bit like a negotiation. You know, it's like you come back with a price and be like, when he, we first started out, he said to plan on $200 a square foot. Some of you that like live in Texas, you're like, what? What? That's what you're going to say. What? Like Texas and in the South, it's so cheap. You can buy it, build like a, for like a $500,000 house here in Texas, get you like a 4,000 square foot mansion in Maine and get you like thousand square feet or something so yeah in texas like what um so the price per square foot he told us to plan on was like 200 a square foot our pricing back yesterday was 268 and i was like matt like our house is not complicated we're not trying to we're not making a super complicated house we're not planning on super a lot of complications here when it comes to building the home like we're not putting fancy, fancy insulation. Like I would like cellulose in the walls. So it's recycled material. It's healthier. It's better, you know, instead of spray foam because spray foam's adding a huge issue to uh, the climate change. And you know, it's like the off gas of the initial spray foam. Not necessarily once it's in your wall. Once it's in your wall, it's done. You can't. It doesn't go anywhere. So the and I'm just like, okay. So we're not doing anything super fancy here. Why is this cost per square foot so high? Like it's sixty eight dollars on ad. He said between around two hundred. So I was planning between two and two ten. Okay, let's just say it's two ten and it's two two sixty eight. Like, why is it fifty eight dollars higher? Like, that's what I don't quite understand. How is it so much higher than what we planned on originally? And so instead of like the initial freak out of the whole situation, which happens, right? It's like, oh man. You get the emotion, the emotions are in there, the energy's in there. Then it's like, okay, what's the reality that we're dealing with here? And how can we make it work? Like, what can we do to make this thing work? What sacrifices do we make on our end to build this house? Like, Kate and I want to build this house. We want to build it on the lot that we have. Like, we want to build a home there for sure. We want to have a place that we're there for like 15 years, and then at 15 years or 10 years or whatever, and then we reevaluate what our situation is. Because Around 10, between 10 to 15 to 20 years, regardless if it's a new home, regardless how it's built, stuff will go wrong. So it's that's the time you sell it and you move out and you go do it again. Right? Because I don't want to be in something doing the maintenance. That's what people, they get a lot of value in their home and they feel like it's a good investment. But then you do start doing repairs and all this equity that you've built up into, it's gone because you've just put all this money into it to do repairs. So you move out before that happens and let somebody else take care of that. Um, you know, not that it's like some of you might be like, Mike, that's so wrong. No, it's just smart, it's smart business. It's smart 
because it's not that you're leaving it trashed, right? But if, like, you need a new roof, let the next person pay for it. Why should you pay for it? So then you move out, right? So that, um, yeah. So that's what the housing situation is. So Kate and I now, we wrote back to him and be like, what's the answer? So we're waiting for a response on that. And we are continue. We already got approved for the bank for the money. So we have the mortgages ready to go. And then we're just basically working it out. And it, it's been a process, but we've tried to simplify it. We definitely don't want to get overwhelmed in the process with this is because this is a very overwhelming process. There's 10,000 paint colors to choose from. There's the windows and the grids and what the way the windows can lay out and the type of windows and the series of windows and the quality of windows and single pane and triple pane and double pane and quadruple pane and 155 pane, you know, like all of these options. And it can be the window color on the outside can be 75 different colors. Like it's super overwhelming, but we had an idea going in what we liked. It was white house, cedar shingles, on the around the garage, black windows. Um, then we went and looked at the grids that go inside their windows, and we chose what those would be. And then we basically have just narrowed things down from there. Now the interior we haven't one hundred percent designed yet. The the kitchen, all that stuff, the layouts done, the basic layout, but not the actual design of everything yet. But we have a pretty good idea of what we like and what is simple and what we would actually want it to be. So we're moving in that direction. But it is it's just making those those decisions quickly. And we know we're in this apartment that we've signed for 10 months. Um, but we're also open to other options. You know, like he sat and told us that he built a spec house that is basically he's just trying to make money on. Like he's just trying to flip it, you know, is to turn it over, not make a whole lot of profit on this house. So we were like, well, let's go look at the spec house because maybe even though we've been done this whole ra- this whole process of planning this home and what, everything we've done, maybe we should just move into the house that he's building now. We can move in sooner. You know, so it's also we're keeping our options open, not saying that we're discounting anything that we originally set out to do, but it is. It's just to really keep all options open for what has been laid out for us to be able to do it. And we don't, we apply that to this house and we apply it to everything else that we're doing in our life. So sum it all up. I mean, it's kind of, you go in with what your vision is and you know what the vision, if I can get 60 to 70% of what my vision is going into it we have to call that and say, okay, we got, that's success, right? So if the house is, yeah, there's no bonus room at this moment. We're not going to insulate the garage at this time because that saves like eight grand, you know, like, so it's like go in with what our vision is and that's what we work with. Like we're looking at our vision of this picture and that's what we're doing. So if I can get 60 to 70% of that, I'm going to be a happy camper. So yeah that's success i mean that's the way we're looking at the success of the picture and the whole thing so yeah let me know have you guys built a house give me some of your highlights your takeaways what has worked for you what has not worked for you what's been successful what hasn't been successful let's hear it uh and i'll talk to you guys later have a great rest of the day cheers thank you so much for listening to the project life with mike watts podcast if you enjoyed what you heard today on this episode and you want to know a little bit more about what I am using to help grow our business, to help myself become a better man, to help myself become a better dad, a better husband, a better human overall. You know, I'm all about team human. And that's what I really want to do is create a world that allows us to become better human beings. And if that's something you're interested in, head over to MikeJWatts.com. That is MikeJ. W-A-T-T-S dot com. You can register right there for my email's newsletter. It goes out once a week. There's usually three to five different tools, tips, tricks, techniques that I've 
learned about this week that are really helping me become a better human being. Thank you again for listening, and I'll see you over on MikeJWatts.com, and I'll see you tomorrow.